Welcome to Event Experience by Bizabo, the podcast where we bring the best and brightest event experience leaders together to share stories, tips, and lessons learned from creating some of the world's biggest events. I'm Rachel Moore, your podcast host. Today's guest pulled a 180, going from being in the spotlight in front of the camera all the way to the other side of the lens. Eric Rutherford, senior producer for 1540 Productions, previously the director of events and special projects for Hollywood Reporter, shares his love for the craft of all things events in this discussion about the importance of partnerships, the balance between tradition and innovation in events, and his trajectory from actor and model to event producer. Join us as we flip the script on event experience. We're talking with someone today who is a prior actor and model. So he's been on that side of the equation in events, but also delved into a love of photo. All of that brought our guest into production work that should ring some bells for our large audience of event professionals and designers out there. Our guest has collabed with brands from Gap to Gucci. Also, I see that Oprah Winfrey is in his background there too, which if you're not stapled to your earbuds right now or haven't been yet, you surely will be for the rest of our discussion. We're also talking to the former director of events and special projects for Hollywood Reporter. And today his role is the senior producer in 1540 Productions. I'm really pleased to welcome Eric Rutherford to our guest spot on Event Experience. Welcome, Eric, to our microphones today. Thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be here. And I, I have to say, I'm like, I'm beaming. Like, I mean, who's that person you were talking about? Thank you very much. Uh, you should be beaming. I'm beaming just saying it all. But Eric, as I as I just really briefly gave people a synopsis of your background, I definitely want to hear about your role with 1540 Productions because I know that's a big deal. But yeah, what brings you to where you currently are in the whole realm of events? Well, first, I just want to say it's I love events uh, and always have. You know, I, I love being able to create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And to create something that actually has uh, an emotional impact for people. To me, it's always something that has that extra bit of magic that I still get inspired by every single day. I came to the event business, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I started uh, acting when I was very, very young and moved to Hollywood to pursue the dream while I was acting. I had friends of mine that were in the event business and they said, listen, why don't you come in between acting roles? Why don't you come and learn the business? You know, come and be a PA. I started working in the floral department and lugging the big vases. Well, I worked with the caterer. I was a cater waiter for years and walking into a raw space mm-hmm. and seeing something transform in your very eyes. And sometimes, you know, from the morning, it's an empty space or a dirt lot. And then by, you know, six o'clock that evening, you have created a village. You've created, you know, a, a wedding ceremony. And I still get excited by that. And so for me, beginning to learn about the event business, it touched a creativity in me. And slowly I built a reputation in the business and my dream shifted. And I was asked to come be a part of a team that started working with Oprah. And, you know, I had the privilege and was very grateful to be a part of the team that opened her girls' school in South Africa. And from that was doing tours, you know, with The Gap all over the United States. The Hollywood Reporter reached out to me. It was right after they had done a rebrand. 
and they said, we need some help. And listen, I like to be of service and I like to be helpful. <laughs> and uh, to me, that's also one of the great things about an event. You are there to help others, right? You're help, there to help a bride and a groom achieve this dream, this, this beautiful moment with their family. So I went to the health reporter. I was there for a few years. And, and I should mention along the way, Craig Waltman, the owner and founder of 1540 Production, was a friend of mine from 25 plus years ago. Wow. We worked together at a different event company. I was craving a level of creativity that I wasn't finding anymore, which yeah. we know sometimes in this business, it becomes about the business, Yes, right? It becomes about the functionality of it. At 48 years old, all of a sudden I stepped back in front of the camera and I signed with a huge modeling influencer agency. And I did that for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, the pandemic hit Yep. and things shifted for all of us. And so I was witnessing how people were adapting and I was checking in with Craig and friends of mine that were at the company. And for me, you know, doing brand partnerships and being able to bring my experience as an event producer to those brand partnerships, even though maybe I was the one that was having a picture taken, um, really lent itself to me. And I said, listen, I'm willing to do anything, you know, the smallest or the biggest thing, you know, if I can help. And that was about a year and a half ago. And then it just made sense to open this chapter with 1540 and step in and bring all the experience that I've had, you know, both of in front of and behind the camera, working both creatively and then as a business with brand partners. And now here we are, you know, in this, in the year 2023 and talking about events and where they are today. You know, you're mirroring what I think is the reason so many people get into events anyway, right? They get that inspiration. They see what's possible. So I have a feeling you're probably rejuvenating a lot of our listeners. And it's like, that's, that's why I got into this. And I know we're going to talk about a few topics here. One of the things I heard as a consistent theme throughout you describing your career was partnerships. No one can be an island in this industry. You're not going to do it on your own. I'd love to dig into your kind of philosophy around the importance of partnerships and why they're so important for event professionals. Why are partnerships to you so key in, in creating these experiences and these memories you're making for people? Well, partnership obviously can have many definitions and meanings. You know, for me, a partnership is about relationship. Mm -hmm. It's building something. It's, you know, when you go into a partnership, whether it's with a brand or with a client, with a family, with a studio, you know, you are coming together to help create something. Someone may have I have an idea to do this, or I want to get married doing this, or we have a film that represents this. You are a partner in coming up with a concept, you know, and coming up with a way to activate it, you know, so that it has meaning for those that will be attending and, you know, you're creating memories, but it also has a function of, in the sense of whether it's brand building, whether it's brand awareness, whether it's getting press, whether it's creating content, where whatever the goal is, it is you as a partner to help your partner achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going into an event together, you know, it's, it's really tearing down silos, isn't it? Because there might be a particular entity or brand that's like, we're going to do this, this thing, and then you're over here doing your thing. But if you just connect the two or more, you, you're going to get so much more mileage and, and results out of it, right? I think one of the greatest benefits that I have found because I 
we'll say started the bottom, right? I started as a PA and I've experienced almost every aspect of what it is to put together an event. Mm -hmm. So for me, I bring that value and that importance to every meeting as a producer. To me, you know, it takes all of us to create success. You know, I remember I was producing events and I'd done it for a number of years. It was for the Golden Globes. It was for one of the studios. And, you know, I, it was one of the first times I was producing on my own. I had a different role in the years past. And the client had asked me to step up and into the producer role, which I gladly did. It was time for me to step up, so to speak, to spread my wings. <laughs> uh, you know, it was a learning experience. And I think you have to constantly be learning in this role and listen in every area of your life. And I remember stepping up and I remember within a matter of two days, I had every single department head, we'll say every single vendor, you know, whether it was power or lighting or decor or catering or scenic or whatever it is, all coming to me. And I won't say that they were complaining <laughs> or, or necessarily venting, but they were saying how important their role was. Mm. And they all were saying the same thing. And at the end of the day, they are all important. Yet it's all of them coming together that, and you have to work together. And to me as a producer, that is one of the things that you have to be able to produce and manage because everyone is as important. Everyone is a spoke in that wheel to help keep things moving forward and ultimately achieve the vision that you're looking to create for your client. Wow. You're really exposing the fundamental nature of an event professional, someone who has to be that kind of master of ceremonies. Like you said, the cog in the wheel that where all the spokes feed into. That takes some mighty relational power. How did you develop that ability to navigate all that relationship in order to make these events you produce an excess? That, that takes some mighty skill. Listen, I wasn't always very good at it. You know, I, you know, we talk about relationships and partnerships, just even in your life, right? And in that benefits you to be a good listener, whether you're listening to yourself you're listening to your client, you're listening to your partner, your friend, your family, your other producers, your vendor, your caterer, your bride, your studio head, your star, whomever it might be, being able to take and not, not listening, waiting to talk, right? but listening so that you can hear what is being said, what's being shared, what is being asked of you, because then for me, you are, it allows you to take in that information, assess what they're needing. Because what I've also noticed oftentimes, you know, is sharing that all of those heads, all very, very talented people were coming to me saying what they were saying. And some of them really just needed to be heard. Some of them, there was a real issue or challenge in what they were saying. And that's what needed to be heard and listen. And then, you know, you create an action or a plan to then move forward. But, you know, I've had to develop that because I always believe you lead with kindness. And some guys or some people say, yeah, but the nice guy finishes last or kindness only gets you so far <laughs> or 
And you've got to be tough or you've got to be firm. Yes, you, you need to get the job done. But I also believe you can get the job done by treating people, people nicely, mm -hmm. by listening to people, by assessing what needs to get done and making those decisions. And that I've just developed along the way. And again, it's, you know, it's, and I'm also the first to admit, like, I don't know something. I might be uncomfortable admitting it, but I'll admit it. And that's why I also like to surround myself with people who might be more talented than I am or have more experience than I am or have an insight that I've never thought about before. And then you bring those people together and then you create a level of success. I don't think I know anybody that gets out of bed and just says, oh, I'm going to be average today. Mm. Well, why get out of bed? To me, you're always getting out of bed to be your best, to do your best, to reach for excellence. You know, we were on a walkthrough and we walked into this space that I'd never been in before. And I, I literally, I, I gasped out loud. It literally was like, like that because it was a pure joy of seeing something for the first time that I found so beautiful and also was incredibly grateful for that opportunity. I'm 56 years old and I've been around for a while, but I'm still very much young at heart. And I still find the joy in this business. But even if something is, you know, you just want to pound the wall or shake your head or, or just curse out loud, right? And then you laugh about it, hopefully. You know, we were doing a load-in, you know, we had been approached by this new client. We were thrilled to be a part of it, but it was one of those things that usually you would have had three months to plan and we had less than three weeks to do this. You know, and again, it was us. I'm such a firm believer of being of service and, and you know, even in the most challenging of times or a client that keeps changing their mind or, or some mishap that happens, right? I always try to go back to being of service whether it's for the client or for the person that's in front of me or for my crewmates or my team members or whomever it might be, right? Because to me, that helps shift that emotion that you're in and goes back to center to why you're here. You know, we had some challenges about this load in like three o'clock in the morning. And I just remember, and it was cold out. And I remember looking up and I could see the moon between the buildings. And I was watching what we were doing. And we were a little behind and it was frustrating and you're shivering and you're hungry. And I just burst out laughing <laughs> because I found the joy in it. And I feel very strongly that as a producer, as a coworker, as a teammate, right? But particularly as a producer who is stepping into a lead role, it's part of your responsibility to lift other people up, yeah. to encourage people, to support them, to say thank you, to, you know, share your appreciation, but has such big meaning to say thank you or to smile at someone or to take a moment and check in with them like, how are you doing? We'll be right back with more event experience after the break. Hey, event enthusiasts. Are you hungry for the latest event trends and insights? Pop open your laptop, pull up your favorite browser and head to bizabo.com slash blog. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-B-O dot com slash blog. For fresh perspectives and expert takes on what's shaping the world of events. 
Plus, subscribe to get blog updates sent to your inbox every two weeks and never miss an article. Do more than matters with Visibo. And we're back with Eric Rutherford, about to dig into the word traditional and how, or even if, it applies to events today. I'm going to cycle back to something you alluded to earlier a couple of times. I know you were talking about weddings, you know, and, and helping put those on, which ties right in with the word traditional, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the word traditional, does that still describe events today or have we skated away from more traditional and are we succeeding with things that are a little bit untraditional when it comes to event design? That word, it can be very loaded, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be young and cool (laughs) or that's what gets picked up, right? Yeah. Whether it's in the media or on social media or on TikTok or whatever magazine, whatever you're reading, it's, you want to be cool, hip or whatever. It's certainly in this industry. Like you're always, what's the next thing or what's the next activation or what's the next you know, photo opera. How are we engaging with our audience? Oftentimes, that whole idea of tradition, what has worked in the past, gets pushed aside or it needs to be thrown away or put up on the shelf or, or not looked at or not seen its value. And, you know, I like to look at something we'll say that is traditional. Does it still serve a purpose? Do you still get something out of it? You know, talking about a trade show. Is it wonderful to bring people together in an industry where you're in person and you're experiencing and seeing and touching and tasting and building those relationships? Not It's not just on Zoom or through email or text or wherever. Yeah, I think there's value in that. You know, I also think people trip themselves up when they're trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, I, I think with tradition, you have to respect the experience of what that means and what that's done. And for some people, they don't want something hanging from the ceiling, upside down, hologram, AI, or whatever, right? Yeah. Again, it's about listening and what is going to be most impactful. Two, there are some people that do want that. They want to see something different because they're either bored or they've learned it already or that's not what they're looking for. So to me, I don't think it's about throwing it away. I think it's about continuing to evolve, but also having respect for what has worked in the past. You know, one of the things that I've committed to this year, and I was listening to Gary V. He was speaking at an event conference that I ended up doing a fireside chat for as well. And, you know, he says, everyone's looking to me for advice. Everyone's looking to me how to be better or do something different. Or, you know, they look at me and look at his success and like, I should be doing what he's doing. And so he got up there and he goes, I'm going to tell you three things that you should be doing. And I'm going to tell you 95% of you aren't going to do them. And you could feel the stillness in the crap Mm -hmm. because basically he was picking the mirror up and looking it back at the people in the crowd because everyone's, Hey, give me the answer. Give me the answer. Give me the answer. He goes, I'm going to give you the answer. And I know you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. He goes, you're not going to do it because it makes you uncomfortable. Or you're going to start doing it and then you're going to stop. I've tasked myself with being uncomfortable because I want to grow more. I want to learn more. I want to try things that I, maybe I haven't done before or I've tried maybe once 
and then didn't do it because I was uncomfortable. Do you feel that we're pushing creative boundaries enough? And is there anything that you've seen lately? You're like, oh man, that, that right there. I would love to hear anything you, you, you think about that. I don't think we're pushing the creative boundaries enough. And I, I say that because, listen, any of you listening, us chatting here, think about what you saw a year ago. Think about what you saw five years ago. And then 10. Now, again, maybe some of you haven't been in the business for 10 years, but then 20. I look at what I experienced. And yeah, some of the things are still the same, we'll say, and maybe they're produced better. But there's also stuff that I've never, I had never seen before, you know, whether it's how you could capture content on a red carpet or a fan experience, you know, and how you engage with those fans and pull them in or tie it into a TV show or, you know, or anything like that. We are evolving creatively, but we, there still is more to come, you know, 10 years ago, none of this existed. Right. You, know, you should always be looking for some way to expand beyond what you're already doing. Like, you know, even at 1540, we're always looking to how can we raise the bar? I know I'm very biased, but I do feel we're one of the best in the industry. And we've been that way for many, many years. And we continue to raise the bar. And we take great pride in what we do. We're getting ready to do a, a premiere in a few days. And it's for one of my favorite directors, Ava DuVernay. And and it's for films she's talking about. And uh, she was in an interview and they were talking about how they found this person to sing on the soundtrack. And she heard this person singing on their Instagram page. Mm -hmm. A friend of a friend had shared that, like, have you heard this person? She ended up reaching out to them. We've done the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you find a new chef or someone who's doing incredible artwork or, you know, or murals or, or, you know, the beautiful tablecloths or floral arrangements or balloon creations or, you know, or, or content capture or something along those lines, reach out, mm -hmm. you know, work with those people that inspire you. Because also what I would say is, is we love beautiful things. We love creating beautiful settings. Right. But to me, it's also the story behind it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I've got a couple of get to know you questions, Eric, because we, we do know about you a little bit, but we want to dig a little bit deeper. So can you name an item that you forgot for a work event that caused you some panic? Yes, my pants. All right. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, there was a situation like, you know, oftentimes, you know, if you're in your setup clothes mm -hmm. and then you've got to change into your suit or, your, you know, your, whatever it is, your, your outfit. And I forgot my pants. Oh, no. Is there anything you're listening to, watching, or reading these days that you cannot put down? And it doesn't have to be events related. You know, right now, it just so happens there is a show on Showtime called Fellow Travelers. Mm -hmm. And I know a couple of the people. I know the director. I know some of the producers and writers. And I also know some of the cast. I'm enthralled by what they've created. Watching these actors and the costumer and what they've created and their different decades. And, you know, it's a very um, powerful and sensitive time in, in the U.S. that they're focusing on. It's something that has stayed with me, I think, in as much because of the people involved with it. Beautiful. Is there a particular social post or a piece of media or possibly a hot take about events that you found interesting lately? Ooh, good one. I have to say, 
uh, Eli, who does our social at 1540, he has really upped the game for us and for event social. Listen, I think it's so hard sometimes to capture mm. a feeling. And what he's been able to do is capture the feeling from our events. And whether it's the lodge that we're recently doing for Paramount or, you know, or we're getting ready to do another premiere or something like that, he is able to capture all that content, put it, edit it together, and then put it out there. And it's, it's really like, even now, like he'll, he just sent me something to look at and I'm like, oh my God. And I was part of it. That's awesome. Where can our listeners find and follow you online? They can find me uh, as Mr. Rutherford on Instagram, as well as TikTok, uh, Twitter slash X. Uh, yeah, that's the best place to find me. Yeah. And also 1540. We've baked in a great skill up segment for this episode, as Eric reminds us that the cookie cutter approach isn't what the events industry needs. So, you know, what I would say regards to the event industry, like 2024, all right, I need to do something different. Yes, continue to evolve, but also don't lose sight of who you are and why you've been successful up until this point because there's many, many, many different event producers. And the reason for that is they all bring something special. They all bring something slightly different because it's their experience. It's their creativity. It's your creativity. I have met hundreds of other producers that have found incredible success in this industry. They bring something so unique to this. Now, could I still produce an event like that, you know, and get, we, could we all be successful? Yes. But what is, what's different about us all is what makes us special. Thanks again to Eric Rutherford for joining us on Event Experience. And thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love to hear it. Connect with us on social and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget to share the show with your colleagues and friends. You can find transcripts of each episode and key takeaways on bizabo.com forward slash podcast. On behalf of the team, thank you. We'll gather again soon for a new episode of Event Experience.